Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today with me is Kamon Hines. He is an incredible man, definitely on the move and doing some incredible things in and around his community. Today, we're going to be talking about turning knowledge and expertise into income because everyone is ready to tap into multiple streams of income and we no longer want to be tied to a nine to five per se. But before we jump into today's segment, I'm gonna give you a little bit of background of who Kamon is because like I said, he is a man on a mission and he comes blazing with fire. So Kamon Hines helps individuals and organizations to bring ideas to life. As a coach, speaker, author, and minister, he helps people figure out the next steps to close the gap where they are and where they want to be. So get this, you may be in a certain spot, but he's going to take you from that spot to your ultimate destination, and he's going to help you along the way. He has 15 years of experience working in the church as a pastor, leading and starting new congregations, running youth events and creating ministry resources. And he is also the host of the Ideas to Life podcast, where business owners share their story and the lessons learned from their journey. But I'm not going to go any more into that because I definitely want to give Kamon the time to share who he is, because who better than to share than him. So welcome, Kamon. Thank you so much, Genesis. I'm excited to be a part of this conversation to um, share with your platform and just to really have this dialogue. I'm looking forward to it. So thank you for having me on this afternoon. My pleasure. Can you go ahead and share a little bit more about all the incredible things that you're doing? Because me reading a bio is not giving you enough justice that you deserve because you definitely have a lot to offer. All right. Well, cool. So I, um, I guess one of the terms that I like to call myself as an ideator, right? I help people to take the things that they have and develop them. I, I just believe that we all don't give ourselves enough credit for what we have, what we know how to do, um, our own creativity. And so I work with individuals. I get a, I get the blessing of working with individuals every day to help them discover what they have develop it and put it out there. And I'll just add some of the individuals happen to be teenagers as well. So I work with adults and I also work with teenagers to help them get started with businesses and other ventures. So you coin yourself the ideator and I love that because that's something different that I've never heard. So what made you coin yourself the ideator and do you have it like copyright or trademarked? No, so I mean, the term has been around before me. And I was reading a book um, called Expert Secrets, and they talked about like developing your tribe and coming up with a statement. And so the one that I came up with is I'm an ideator. I'm never out of ideas. I'm not afraid to use them. All right. And I think um, that's something I almost want to encourage people to be where you think, you know, I'm not out of ideas. I'm not afraid to use my ideas because Genesis, you probably met people. Um, I know I've been there at times where you have an idea. But because of how big it is, or because you look at your own limitations, you think, you know what, that's not going to happen. I'm not even going to try this. And so what I want to just do is encourage people that no matter how big it is, you can start small and work toward that idea, towards making that idea come to life. 
I love that. And do you feel like whenever you walked into your sense of ownership that you see now, do you think that it was hard to get there? And whenever you think about this question, I want you to think about your childhood, your adulthood, and where you are now, and then answer. Absolutely. And and I'll be honest, it's it's hard to get here and it's hard to keep walking here in purpose because for all of us, there's that feeling of comparison, right? There's always someone else who is doing whatever you want to do, what you feel called to do. There's always someone else doing it. And there's always someone else who I think you feel they've been doing it better, longer, you know, whatever. Like they, they, they just have it. And then you look at you and that's me, right? I've been looking at myself thinking, well, my background is I worked as a pastor for 15 years. Right now, here's what's crazy. I'll say to you, uh, when I thought about, okay, I want to help people bring ideas to life. The first thing I thought is, well, I'm a pastor and I don't have credibility in the business space. I don't have credibility in the coaching space because I'm a pastor. Wait, I'm going to stop you right there really quick if I can. So you said you didn't feel like you had credibility mm -hmm. in the business space as a pastor. Mm -hmm. I want you, as you continue to go on, I want you to share why you felt that way. Because we need to unpack the root cause here. Because there may be another person that feels like they may be in a particular place and they may not necessarily have the credibility and in tune, that's just psyching them out from unleashing their greatness. No, you're, you're totally right. I mean, my reasons I came up with were, uh, I don't, I don't have an MBA. Um, I didn't go to, I didn't go to like a business school. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't work at a business as a company in a management field, getting experience. Like I had all of these things saying, well, like, here, here's my word. I'm only a pastor, right? Like, all I did was a pastor. So I put a discount on what I was doing. Like, I devalued what I was doing. And that held me back for a while, even while I was doing it. In fact, I was talking with a coach, and she said, who told you that no one would look at what you were doing as valuable? And I was like, uh, she said, you're the one that told yourself that. And it's true. A Genesis, I think for many people who might be watching or listening to this, we have conversations with ourselves. We make up a crowd of people and we say that imaginary crowd that no one wants to hear me or everyone's going to say I'm a fraud because of my background. And the weird thing is, that's actually your advantage. The thing that you might look at as being your negative might be your greatest positive. I like that because it's those limiting beliefs, those thoughts, and then those thoughts in our head keep on replaying. And there's a pastor by the name of Joyce Meyer that said, mm. your mind is your battlefield because our mind is constantly battling good and versus bad thoughts, positive versus negative thoughts, good versus evil. And we're going back and forth in our mind and we're formula formulating all of these ideas. We're coming up with all these hypotheses and stuff like that. But if we take time to really listen to the thoughts and write them down and reflect on what we write down and ask ourselves, is this true? 
Is this noble? Is this right? Is this me? Because sometimes we could take the things that other people say about us and to us, formulate our own hypothesis in our head, and then continue to dwell on those thoughts. And then before we know it, we're in this spiral effect of letting those thoughts take ownership of who we are, when in actuality, mm. that's not who we were created to be. Because each one of us was created as a masterpiece we all we all are unique for a specific reason and we all have purpose inside of us that's tied to our destiny assignment and calling so i love how you broke it down that you said everyone has conversations with themselves and it's not to sound crazy but we do like we have thoughts whether we're talking to ourselves out loud or we're talking to ourselves in our head and then if we start to believe what we're saying then we're not going to achieve the level of greatness and success that we so desire absolutely it's funny you mentioned joyce meyer I was what i'm reading her book um battlefield of the mind right now and um something you're saying so as you said it, like, if you're a person of faith, I'll say the second most important conversation you have every day is the one that you're having with yourself. It's the one where you're talking to yourself, either saying, I can go forward, or you're talking to yourself, telling yourself why you can't do it. And I think for all of us, it's just important to recognize, wait a minute, where is that coming from? Is that coming from me just making something up and my own fear to protect myself from the failure that I might think is down the road, or is this really true? And sometimes we just have to stop and pause and evaluate that. And I like how you how you said we have to stop and pause. And it's so important because sometimes the way that the world is going, no one really takes time to really stop and pause because everything is vying for our attention. There's so mm -hmm. much distractions, whether it's social media, whether it's you know TV, whether it's family and friends, everyone wants something from us, but we have to know how to set healthy boundaries in order to have time for ourselves. Because if we don't take time for ourselves to really cultivate, to take time, to take um, inventory of who we are and where we want to go, how we want to show up, then we're going to be helpless because we won't have anything else to pour from. Right. And as we take a pause in this part of the conversation, I want to ask you, how did you come up with the topic, turning knowledge and expertise into income? And what does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned ideas to life while I was still pastoring, I was talking with people and sort of doing a personal inventory. And I think um, for anyone who's there, I think sometimes you have to stop, pull yourself back and say, what is it that I'm doing? When I help people, when people ask me for help, when people say I'm really good at something, what are the common themes that I'm hearing? And what I was hearing was you're the idea guy. You help us with ideas, but also you help us with implementation. And so in the midst of that, I came up with, I help people bring ideas to life. Well, the truth is I was sort of, even while doing that, I was making it sort of like, just, you know, help people start stuff, whatever, but I didn't want to just lean into business as my thing, because as I told, as I mentioned earlier, I felt like I didn't have the experience, I didn't have the education, etc. But over and over, people were asking for help with, I have this idea, help me to start a business with it, help me start a business with it. And 
what I was realizing is they had knowledge, they have expertise, they have ideas, and they wanted to generate income from it. And really, that's where it came from. It was, it was me just saying, you know what, this is what people are asking me for. This is what they are seeing as the thing that I'm good at. Let me actually lean into it and not away from it. Let me stop shying away and, you know, like almost apologizing for it and just say, okay, this is what I do. I help you take what you know and turn it into income. I like that because I feel like too many people shy away from their gifts and their talents or quote unquote, their callings, because they don't want to necessarily be seen as, oh, I'm selling myself or I'm pimping myself out or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. thoughts they tell themselves. But if we take it back to like the biblical sense, remember in the story, there was, I think, three guys and correct me if I'm wrong, pastor. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was like three guys and they each had talents. Right. And so mm-hmm. they went out, one buried their talents and they didn't come back with any. Another used his talents and he doubled it another one used his talents and what did he do pastor did he was it did he triple it or quadruple it and i'm paraphrasing here sure i think two of them doubled it right and Mm -hmm. the first one who doubled it he had five yeah second one who doubled it had two which is less but he still doubled it right he Mm -hmm. he did just as much as the last guy meaning like he he multiplied it by a factor of two and as you said the, the the last guy i think because he had one he went through that whole comparison thing, you know, yeah. like, well, I, I don't have two, I don't have five. I might as well just do nothing with mine. And I think that's what he did. And I would say it's in that um, the art of comparison can also diminish you. And once it diminishes you, it diminishes your gifts, your talents. And it also has a sense of devaluing in there because you're looking to the left and the right and you're looking up and down versus looking internally and see what can I really do to bring myself to the forefront, to be authentic, to be unapologetically me and to show the world that these are the gifts and talents that I have. And this is how I could show up in in my true self and really help the world because at the end of the day it's not about Kimon it's not about Genesis it's about the impact that we're leaving in the world the legacy that we are building the empire that we're building and the foundation that we're laying for future generations to come you have to not necessarily have that selfish desire you have to be selfless and when you're selfless other um people will come to you and the laws of attraction will own in. Would you agree? I agree. I agree. Um, I think for many of us, we don't spend enough time looking at what we have, right? Think about a lot of us, if, if I were to say start a business or develop something, our first, a lot of times our first reaction is, oh, but I don't have this, right? Like I don't have this. We're pretty good at having a list of what we don't have, but just to stop and say, okay, so what do I have, right? Um, I'll say this, Genesis, um, being a pastor allowed me an opportunity to see people um, who were supremely gifted, people who would make stuff and create things or lead. And then you would say, you're really good at this. And then they were just like, no, I'm not good at that because all I do is this. And you're like, no, like, let's just pause, stop. Like, don't compare, don't tell me what you don't have, but just like, let's not do false humility. 
you are a really good leader or sis, you can really bake or brother, you can really do this. Like, I think that's something I feel like we need to recapture just an understanding of, no, I do have something. I do have five talents. I do have two talents. I do have one. I have something. So whenever you say it's something that we need to recapture, let's do like a little tangible exercise here so we could show the listeners as well as the viewers what that looks like. And you could start with me. I'm going to be 100% transparent, vulnerable. It's like I'm your client and go. Okay. So let's let's talk about some stuff, Genesis. Tell me what are some things that you've heard people tell you you're good at? talking and sometimes a little bit too much talking. Um, Definitely connecting, connecting people. Like if I see someone is doing something excellent and I have a person in my network that I think they could, you know, build and grow together, I'm going to connect that, connect those two people because I could see, you know, how the synergies will align there. Another thing that I'm definitely good at is, you know, playing with my nieces and nephews, like that family time. So Mm. I guess the top three would be talking, (laughs) connecting, uh, connecting and networking that could go together and definitely um, family time. I love having fun with my niece and nephews being silly, bubbly, and just bouncing off the walls at time where some people are like, are you an adult or are you a child? That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, when when you, when people are usually calling you and asking you to help them with stuff, what are some of the things they'll kind of zero in and say, Genesis, I really need your help because here's my problem. What are they usually asking you for helping for help with? So my last client asked me for help with diversity, equity, and inclusion um, because I was promoting that on LinkedIn. Some other people will ask me for help with just branding or how do I do what I do, like we see you all over the place on social media mm-hmm. and different stuff like that. And I am not a marketing expert or anything like that. The other um, help people would ask me is just taking time to help them build their LinkedIn profile for the people who know me in the business space and capacity. And I guess a little context behind that to help you align the dots is I spent 15 years in corporate America. 12 of those years were spent in the oil and gas and energy sector where I learned how to climb the corporate ladder. I went from an administrative assistant to a raw material coordinator. Then I went on to trade regulations as a compliance coordinator for poly ethylene, which is a form of classic. And prior to that, I worked at a smaller mom and pop oil and gas company. So Mm. just knowing um, how to take ownership of your career and then getting outside of the mold where they see you one way, but you see yourself another way is another um, area that people gravitate to me because they're like, oh, wow, we saw you start from the bottom to to the top. And I said, Titles don't make a person. The person Mm. is who makes the person because those titles can come and go. You know, it's interesting. You said something in the middle of this and, and, and everything. I mean, just so many really interesting things here. You said, I'm not a marketing expert. Help me out. Why not? One, because I am struggling with SEO, which is search engine optimization, definitely how to successfully brand because like social media is a beast in itself. And I did not, truthfully, I did not have social media until 2020, whenever my book came out, that was the first time I got on Instagram and Facebook. And now I'm on Clubhouse, somebody (laughs) <laughs> tap me in on you one, of those in, you one of those invites <laughs> yes yeah. and it could be addicting but I had yes. to stay off of it 
So. But it's interesting when you said people are, you're a natural connector, right? And people ask you, how did you get your LinkedIn like that, right? Um, sounds like you figured out a way, even though you may, may have started 2020, started last week, that the skills of connecting and being, uh, knowing how to relate to people, you've translated those skills over to, to social media, at least to LinkedIn, because you mentioned that one particularly. Yeah, I would say I transitioned it over to um, LinkedIn. I had my LinkedIn profile for a long time. I would say I had it since 2013 um, due to my professional background and stuff. And I just built it over time. Like when I go to conferences and stuff like that, instead of scanning business cards, because people tend to lose business cards, why don't we just scan LinkedIn profiles? That way we're connected and obviously put a personalized message there. And then that would drive like your memory like, oh, I met this person at OTC, which is the offshore technology conference. And then there's a timestamp so you could know what day you met them, what year you met them, and that jogs your memory. And that's a cool way versus collecting business cards that you are going to lose or their contact information may change. So it's not going to be evergreen, in my opinion. Right. Now, here's what's interesting about what you're saying, Genesis. Like that, that nugget that you just dropped. That to you is like, yeah, you know, this makes sense. But how many people who are in professional environments, who are networking all the time, who are going to conferences, don't do that? Mm. So there is something, and, and I, you know, I just, just as an example, I think for you, there is something that you naturally are good at, being a connector, um, knowing how to relate to people. And people are seeing a value in a particular space, right? And it might be, social media, it might be particularly LinkedIn. And the fact that you don't know SEOs doesn't really stop you from knowing how to connect on, on LinkedIn. And there are people like me, who to me, that's you're, you're an expert right now. Now to you, you may go, I'm not an expert, but you're a few steps ahead of me. So to me, you're an expert at this. Nice. And thank you for, for sharing, for sharing that. Cause I was like, oh, it's a different vantage point that you're sharing with me. And like I tell people, feedback is a gift. And if you want to learn and grow, you have to be willing to accept feedback from somebody who is already in a particular area where they're grown in the area, they're a rock star in that area, and take feedback because they're not going to steer you wrong if they've already been around the block and around the mountain a few times. So you have to be keen to the feedback that you're getting. See if you could apply the feedback. And if you could apply apply it, thank the person that they cared enough to give you the feedback. And if it doesn't apply to you right now, put it in your keepsake box. So whenever a situation does arise, you could use it. And the reason why I wanted you to do this exercise with me, Kimon, is because I want to showcase to the listeners as well as the viewers, if you could do this with me, you could do this across the board mm -hmm. with anyone. And this is all about how we can turn our knowledge and expertise into income because sometimes we may not necessarily know everything and we may not necessarily see our own light to its full potential. So having someone from the outside looking in who is authentic, who is transparent, who is vulnerable, compassionate, empathetic, and so many other things tell us about ourselves and we have these healthy dialogues, it could definitely help take you from where you are to the next level. True. I mean, I think everyone, everyone benefits from having a coach or someone 
who gives you who their their role is to help you discover you right their role isn't to push any sort of agenda it's just let me help this person to see themselves as in the best possible light and i think um, i've benefited greatly from it i am a believer in coaching because it's helped me and so i you know as you mentioned there i think a, a lot of people a lot more people can benefit from that than they probably realize so whenever you think about um, coaching and you think about all the incredible things that you're doing, your author journey, your speaking, I, I don't think you're not pastoring right now at the moment, right? Well, kind of technically. So I'm, um, there's a church that I'm, I'm assisting. I'm holding it down in the middle of the pandemic uh, right now. So yes, I am right now. So all the things that you're doing, um, how do you find time to really take care of Kimon as well as balance your home life? Because you do have a wife and I'm not, I can't remember if you have children or not. I have three teenagers, um, three teenagers. And it's funny because two of my daughters have their own businesses. So we have a very busy house. Um, and that, and, and balance for me is always going to be a challenge. I'm a, I'm a on person. My brain's always um, moving. But I try to, there are a few things that I try to make um, as a discipline. One is like exercise. I'm going to do this every day and it's scheduled. Um, one of the things in terms of just even home life is I need to schedule the times that I'm spending with my family. Because um, for people, people who are very driven, you tend to make sure what happens on, the, what's on your calendar happens. And for me, I found that to be helpful to stay um, not where I'm neglecting things. Okay. It's on the calendar, like Monday nights, date night. So we have to do this and this is the night for this. So we have to do that. And that helps me. I know like, like saying I have date night on Monday doesn't mean that's the only time I'm going to spend with my wife, but having that helps me to keep a balance, to keep things in focus. And I think for some people that may be helpful. Now, different personalities are different. But me being that like go, go, go person, I need intentional stop times. I like that because then your calendar acts as an accountability partner in a sense, because when you see it on your calendar, there's different reminders that will pop up that will prompt you, hey, this is coming up in 30 minutes or an hour. And mm -hmm. you're holding yourself accountable to your schedule, because sometimes if we don't schedule things on our calendar, we're going to get so distracted or we're going to get pulled oh too far that you know time slips by us so fast and then you look and you're like dang it's five o'clock already where where has the time gone so I yeah. like how you shared that because it's so important to have a balance and I think people who have a balance definitely flourish because they are they are grounded and they also um, know what their boundaries are and what their limitations because if you don't have your calendar and you don't schedule certain things then you don't necessarily have those quote unquote boundaries in my opinion because you're all over the place and you have to have boundaries for yourself for business as well as for your family and they have to be healthy boundaries true true you, i mean you're saying it you're saying it. and so i think um one of the things that we have to be careful with is glorifying overwork sometimes we do we glorify overwork person doesn't sleep they don't do anything else but that's not healthy and it's not sustainable. And you get to the end of the line, you realize, what did I do all of this for? I've lost the most important things in life. So I think we need to make sure we keep the main things, the main things.
Mm, so true because burnt out is not popping these days i know it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not you know it should never be in style burnout should never be in style and now just drilling in a little bit deeper on turning knowledge and expertise into income because we are dropping a lot of knowledge here because we definitely want you listeners as well as viewers to take ownership of what you have and how you can monetize it because the way the world is going right now, you definitely should have multiple streams of income. So come on, what would you advise people to look at to establish multiple streams of income, something that is sustainable, something that they could learn and grow in as well as replicate or just share your experience in this area? Sure, I would say, I would always tell people start with something small, meaning what is the minimum product I can create? So I'm looking at starting a t-shirt business, right? Um, I'm going to start with one design. I'm going to start with one design, one color. I'm actually going to put it out there for pre-order so that I can see if people are serious. Because how many times have people say, oh, I'd buy this, and then they don't. So you put it out there because the only, only time you know if people would really buy something is if you put a price tag to it and you offer it to them. And you say, this is the pre-order stage. And so for our knowledge, there are ways that we can take our knowledge and maybe we turn it into a product. I'm going to make this into... Uh, course. I'm going to make it into a book or an ebook. So I'm putting it into some kind of product form. Maybe you want to put it into some sort of like service so I can do this for you. Maybe I'm good at writing. So I'm going to do the service of writing for you. Or maybe you have, you want to sell your time, which is coaching and consulting. People are picking your brain all the time, right? You know, those people, people, oh, can I just pick your brain real quick? Well, instead of them picking your brain, how about you set up something where you have some coaching packages? You know what? I'm going to help you um, with organizing your, your whatever. And I'll coach you through that uh, over six sessions. This is the price for that. What I'm saying, the most important thing right now is what format are you going to put your knowledge into so you can offer it for sale? You have to put it in some format, whether it's a product whether it's a service where you do something for someone or whether it's some coaching or consulting where they're paying you for the access to your brain, the access to your advice. But you have to put it in a format where you can sell it to people so that when they come to you for help, you can say, I can help you. Here's how. Buy my course. Here's how. Pay me and I'll do it for you. Or here's how. Um, buy some time on my calendar and I'll work with you through this. Those are really great um, tips and suggestions. So listeners and viewers, I really hope you gravitate to that and go back and listen to this segment, write it down and figure out where you could start today. Don't wait for everything to be in alignment before you start. Start now so you can begin to flourish. And Kamon, I want you to share with the listeners one gem that you uh, you use in your daily walk to really help you get over maybe some obstacles or whenever you may feel blue or anything like that. It could be a quote, it could be a Bible verse or, or a mantra. Yeah. I, this is one of my favorites. Um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Right. But the second best time is now. And that's applicable. I use that for people with different stages of life, with us during the year, with us even during our day. Because here's what happens. Uh, Genesis, we'll say to ourselves, 
I should have wrote, I should have written a book, but I should have written that book five years ago. Uh, it's too late, right? Or I should have started my business, but 10 years ago, I waited too long. Or I wanted to start getting healthy at the beginning of the year, but it's July, it's almost August. So I'll just have to wait until next year. Or it's six o'clock in the afternoon. I had so many things I wanted to do. I didn't get it done. I'll just wait till next week, right? That's how we do it, right? It's Tuesday. I'm, this week is messed up. Here's the thing. You can't go back and redo the 10 years or the five years or the how many ever months in the year or the rest of the day, but you can take action on this moment right now. And that's what I want to encourage someone. You can spend a lot of time and energy bemoaning the time and energy that you wasted. Or you can say, you know what? I have today. I have this time. So if I, if, if I didn't go get this thing done, you know what? I'll, I'll spend the next four years working and the time is going to pass, but I'm going to make something of those next four years. And so the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Good, we got that. But the second best time is now. And since we have now, let's start planting amazing oh my gosh that was an amazing gem that Kamon just dropped Kamon, i want you to tell the listeners as well as the viewers once again who who you are the name of your business how they could connect with you on social media and any lasting thoughts sure again um Kimon Hines, ideas to life coach so if you're interested in connecting with me on my website it's ideas to life.me that's ideas t-o life Dot M-E. And you can find me on any social media platform at my name, Kimon Hines, Kimon Hines. Now, I'll just say this really quickly. Growing up, I did not like my name because it was so unique and teachers had a hard time spelling it and no one else had the name. And right now, Genesis, I'm excited that I have my name because I can get it on any platform. So it's K-Y-M-O-N-E-H-I-N as in Nancy, D as in David, S as in Sam. Any platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you look for me, you'll find me there. And there you have it, viewers and listeners of Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. You just heard Kimon Hines here on the podcast, on the YouTube channel. And until we chat next time, you know what I say. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go out and be great because you are great. And don't ever let somebody tell you that you're not. And if they do, that just lets you know they're not a part of your tribe. So until we chat next time, peace.